The Knockin' Doors Down book shares all the history and inspiration behind the Carlos Vieira Foundation and how it all started. All proceeds from the book benefit the Carlos Vieira Foundation's Race to Be Drug-Free campaign. So what's that all about? Through the Race to Be Drug-Free campaign, Carlos Vieira Foundation raises awareness about drug abuse, donates to drug-free programs, and brings drug-free speakers into schools to educate youth. The Race to Be Drug-Free campaign's main program is the Gloves Not Drugs boxing program. This program is completely free for kids between the ages of 8 and 17 to learn discipline, strength, respect, camaraderie, and the art of boxing. The program was created to keep kids off the streets, out of gangs, and away from drugs. For more info and to get involved, check out carlosvierafoundation.org. So guys, if, if, if you're sat at home, you know, not thinking you're good enough, I want to apologize because somebody's put that there, you know. Just see life for what it is. Listen to podcasts like this. You know, knocking doors down is, is just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, when you knock the doors down, everything's, everything's there to be had. And just, just believe you can do anything. Change your lifestyle today. Whenever you listen to this, change your lifestyle. Don't care what it is, just change it. This is the Knocking Doors Down podcast, featuring celebrities, experts, and everyday people who have overcome adversities, including addiction, mental health, and trauma, to live purposeful lives. And that's what Knocking Doors Down is all about. Dr. Rob, back on the hey, podcast. Yeah, what's up, guys? Good to be here. Hey, guys, listen at home. How are you doing? My name is Dr. Rob, and I am a recovered alcoholic and drug addict. And uh, man, the great things that you've done through that, the, the wonderful gifts that uh, have come out of it. Uh, we're having you back. Of course, we've shared your story. If people haven't heard Dr. Rob's story, go back, check out that past episode. Um, still get so many people saying how much that helped to have you share your story. Yeah, he's the reason Iron Man happened. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. You know it. <laughs> you, you know it, guys. Damn and right. My name, my name is, my name is. My name is Dr. Rob. But, you know, we, we talk so much about trauma and trauma, the gateway drug. And, and after we had talked previously, that's I've done so much more reading there and the stuff that you put out on your social media. is So helpful. Recommend following Dr. Rob success after i mean people don't know how to find a pathway of success and they can get stuck in the trauma and subconsciously living and repeating patterns over and over and over yeah i see that time and time again when you know everybody has trauma by the way i'm going to put that out again if if, if you haven't please call me it's the first time i've heard that in uh, 25 30 years but everybody has trauma you have to define the trauma <clears throat> so most people say to me when we look back at their trauma is that, Oh my God, that's why I'm acting like this. That's why I keep attracting the same people that girls all the time. It's why I keep attracting the same guy who finds out he's an alcoholic and they want to beat me just like my father did. And he says, yes, that's exactly what it is. So what you got to look at, first of all, is there's a difference between the brain and the mind. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the mind is energy. The brain is like a muscle connected to the central nervous system. And obviously the rest of the body, but you have to look at both. So trauma as a young child, say from birth to about 12, 13, gets stored in the subconscious brain. All the trauma. So what's trauma? Well, Dr. Rob, I've never been in a plane crash or my family's never divorced. That's trauma. I'll give you that. But here's also trauma. How many times have I told you, Rob, you can't go to college like your brother. You're just not clever enough. That's worse than the two traumas I just said because I will carry that for the rest of my life. So when I'm 20, 21, 22, and I haven't been to college because I keep hearing that subconscious voice, which makes me believe that I can't do this, is stuck there. And that affects everything that I do as a person, everything that I do. And, and one of the things when I got well from my trauma, and my trauma was only, was only looked at deeply six years ago. So although I've been in the industry for a long time, there were certain things that I kept coming back and haunting me every time I see a child in McDonald's on a Sunday or Saturday, I knew it was a weekend dad that would spend days in depression from that or anything I saw on TV. I still can't hear children cry on TV because I left my kids for two days without being fed or, you know, we know that story. So you have to go back six years ago and back to the meadows, which was a great trauma place. I think it's changed now, but it was a great trauma place. And I looked at my trauma. And then when I looked how I'd managed this far, it was unbelievable. But from that trauma, as a child, 
and, and mine was a lot of things from not being able to afford to go on holiday or vacation with the school for two days at the local park camping as if it was a trip to abroad camping mm-hmm. for like a, a dollar can't afford that that comes into fruition today with everything i do so the trauma was huge and you have to go back and you have to address it because if you don't address trauma it's going to address you well i've seen it so much with with people and i know myself that like you said that repeating of i seem to love toxic relationships or i don't know that i loved it but it was the familiarity of it of course and, and i'm going to explain to you it's a quick story real quick that'll take everybody who has trauma or even doesn't understand trauma it'll take you right back to this so many years ago there was a woman a 17 year old girl uh, in manchester england and she was snatched off the side of the street by some guy there was a huge manhunt, 17 years old, blonde, you know, the usual newsworthy person. I hate to say that, but it's so true. Anyway, after about four weeks, they, they couldn't find her, so they scaled back the manhunt. Six or seven, eight months later, um, police officer driving down the road, following a car, left indicator, signal light was smashed, didn't work, so he pulled him over. In the UK back then, you could search the car, you didn't need a warrant or nothing. One of the questions you ask when you pull somebody over is, hey, what's in, what's in the trunk? What's in the boot of the car? And if you can describe it, it's obviously your car. So anyway, they found a stolen screwdriver in the back of his car. So again, in the UK, they then go back to your house and go, well, if you've got a stolen screwdriver here, what else have you got back at the house? Because very likely it's your first, your first deal. So they go back and they find all the stolen stuff and they find a box in the corner and they think it's got like lawnmowers and everything. And it's, it's 12 foot wide by about four foot high. And uh, this guy's like, I have no idea what that is. I haven't got the key. Anyway, they smashed the locker and they opened the box. And there was the girl that got snatched up the streets seven or eight months ago. Jeez. She was beaten and battered. She got, she, he took her every day. He abused the feather, restroom, put her back in the box several days. And she's been there for six or seven months. She was alive, but she was battered and bruised. The policewoman leant over. Everybody was in gasping and was saying, oh, I can't believe this. They arrested him straight away. They took the young girl out of the box and the police officer put a coat around her. What's the first thing she did, guys? Get back in the box. Get back in the box. And that's how trauma works because it becomes very, 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 uh, Copenhagen uh, syndrome, becomes very, very uh, comfort for us. We go back to the wall, we go back to the pain, we go back. And that's why our energy will keep attracting those people like you just said. You know, how come I keep attracting? It's because of the trauma. It affects the brain, it affects the mind, which is energy. So you send the energy off and you attract them people. It's very rare. You're not going to attract that until you change. And once you change, crazy things happen in your life that were attached to that trauma. You know, that, that I got molested by, by my uh, choir master mm-hmm. and that affected everything I did in all my relationships. And until I went back and addressed that properly, it set me free, but I didn't know I was carrying that around. How the hell does that that have any effect on me when I'm going to the TV studio to record an episode? How does that affect? It does every single time. I'm always nervous. I always throw up. I'm scared before I go on. Now, the actual event, I'm on a station, they're walking on stage. It's a done deal. That's, all, that's my comfort zone. But before that, when I'm being groomed, Back in the day, it's the same thing today. How the hell it's got everything to do? Because one of the, we, we say trauma is the gateway drug. True. What we don't tell everybody is trauma is 99% of addiction. There's always addiction. I've never seen trauma with an alcoholic or addict that hasn't been there. It's been there and it's, and it's slight. So I came up with this phrase that people freak out over. Anything less than nurturing as a child is child abuse. Hmm. Think about that, guys. Listen to this back home. Think about what I just said. Anything less than nurturing as a child is child abuse. You look at anything else in the world, any animal that gives birth, they nurture the animal, always beside him, always showing him what to do, you know, doesn't let him out the sight. We don't do that as a human race, you know? So the trauma is always there. If you've seen a deer get hit by a car but doesn't die, you'll see it motionless for about two or three seconds. Then it'll jump up. Then it will shake violently for about five or six seconds. Then it runs off. That deer doesn't suffer from trauma. It'll still cross the road now. It'll still, it won't be scared <clears> of it. And the reason it has is because it shook the trauma off. Human beings don't shake trauma off. 
they stick it down and they stick it down and they stick it down. And it's a bit like a zip file on a computer desk desktop. One of these days, you're going to click on that, not knowing why, and all that stuff's going to come out at once to you. And the human brain can't handle it. That's trauma. Yeah. And everybody who knows a little bit about trauma, our home listening, they're going, oh, my God, that makes so much sense. And those who don't know anything about trauma are going, he's wrong. I don't, I don't believe that. Believe it. Mm-hmm. I've researched this for 15, 20 years. Believe it. Yeah. You know, that, that is exactly what it is. And because you are in this state of uh, depression, not going uh, to be good enough, never going to be, you know, anyone, you're just going to be that person, your parents and your caregivers told you, then that gets stuck on, on go all the time. So mm-hmm. that side of the brain goes, hey, you can't do it. You can't do it. Because if you go back to childhood, guys, if you go back to when you was playing with the kids, your friends in the, in the, in the street, throwing or kicking a football, for instance, you go, Johnny, what are you going to be when you grow up? I want to be an astronaut. What about you, Bill? I want to be a soccer player. What happened to them dreams? I'll tell you. Your family and friends kicked it out of you and society kicked it out of you. That's the only difference. Why am I not a billionaire? Because I don't believe I can be a billionaire. Why am I not CEO? Because I don't believe I can be CEO. There's only one person stopping me, and that's me. And that trauma has to be cleared up. How do we begin to address it? How do we really take a look at the trauma and start to unpack it? Well, we have to, <clears throat> what we can is go back to the scene of the crime. Go back to the specific side. We use things like NLP, brain spotting, which is a direct route from the pupil into the subconscious brain. It's, a, it's eye flickering with a, with a tool that we use. Um, it's a bit like EMDR, mm. um, but it's a more direct approach. And uh, NLP and somatic experience. So they're the tools we have when we go back to the scenes of crimes. And with the brain spotting tool, um, we can detect that there's a, there's a trauma there that hasn't been released. And it can take an hour. It can take a minute. It can take a year. I don't know. But during this process of going back, that, that uh, self-sabotage, that trauma will be released to the, to the prefrontal cortex. And then all of a sudden, oh, yeah, well, you know, I'm thinking of my dad. Well, what about your dad? Well, um, I just, I don't know. He wasn't a good guy. Why wasn't it? And all of a sudden, I'm memory from He left me with his friend who molested me. Oh, my God. And that's how they get to the, the, the trauma. So we talk through that trauma. We don't give any pills. We don't do anything like that. We talk through that trauma. And then we use the other, other uh, NLP and somatic experience to bring you forward into the current. So we work on that inner child. We work on that inner brain. Work on that inner mind to free you up, that, that blueprint that you thought was you isn't really you. Everybody's born with million-dollar minds. Stop hanging around 10-cent minds because that, oh, this is just my lot. Bullshit. It's not your lot. It really isn't. And if you're going, well, first of all, if you're sat at home thinking you're not good enough, you're not going to amount to anything, I want to apologize to you. Somebody's put that there. End of story. You know, we're born with this crazy, amazing mind, and yet people say we can't do it. I hung around guys in Dallas. I lived in Dallas for 12 years. And uh, I came out one day to my guys and went, hey, you know something? I'm thinking of writing a book. And all of them said, a book? Stop stupid. Can't write a book. You're not an author. I didn't write a book, guys. Came to, I came to San Antonio two years ago. New set of friends. I said, hey, I'm thinking of writing a book. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, have you not already got one, Rob? Oh, my. So I wrote a book. So I'm getting rid of that trauma from the past that says you are not good enough. Show me your friends, I'll show you your future mm. when it comes to trauma. If you surround yourself with nine depressed people, you will become the tenth. And the trauma increases. So go back to the word, pick it apart, bring you into a safe area, psychologically change them neural pathways from self-sabotage to self-care. So now it's a immediate reaction to be kind, practice smiling, complimenting people because when I compliment dopamine release that also you know takes care of some of the trauma because now I start to feel good as if I've done something hey you you look at try this at home guys you don't think this is true walk up to somebody don't even know them walk up and go hey uh, wow nice sneakers man love them sneakers and then walk away turn back and watch him as he walks the opposite way he's looking down at his sneakers you've just made his day all this stuff relieves you from your old trauma because you will be trapped if you don't identify it. So the identifying is really important. Again, I was never molested. I was never this. That's good. That's awesome. But let's look at the trauma while you're still doing this. Mm-hmm. So for instance, me and my brother are still on the kitchen table. My, my mom walks in. We're not supposed to be on the kitchen table. 
And she says to us, and my, my brother hears, get down off that table, stupid idiot, get down. <laughs> I freeze and he jumps off. Because what I've heard with my self-sabotaging trauma and brain, get out of that chair, right. you stupid idiot. That's what I hear. So then traumatic brains are mixed with alcoholism, that's hereditary predisposition, okay, creates distorted neural pathways. And distorted neural pathways is different. I hear things different than other people hear. Do you still struggle with that? Um, I, this is the only thing I struggle with today. A couple of things happening today. First of all, I did something and loads of people called, texted, everything said you was amazing. Hundreds of texts and messages. One guy said you wasn't. You're terrible. You should give this up. You're a waste of time. I still focus on that guy for two or three days. I've just let it go today. So I know that's always going to be with me because I want perfection all of the time. Mm-hmm. But most of the stuff I've worked through uh, even since I met my wife, she says you're a different person because depression was my middle name. Sometimes I'd come on, I'd work with some some patients, and the rest of the day I'd spend in bread depressed and couldn't even get out for dinner. Nobody sees that side of me. But that's what the trauma, the effect it was having on me, you know, when I, before I walked on stage, it was like, what the hell am I doing here? I've got not – who am I? Gee. The, the pain for the, oh my, and I start to freak out, you know? So it's, it's kind of a, not only repetition strengthens confirms when you want to start being successful and anybody can be successful, your definition mounts, but anybody can, mm. is the fact that you can change the brain, you can change the trauma. It's called neuroplasticity, something I specialize in, is that you can change it one by one as these come up to get a better life. And once we clean 90% of the trauma in the past, the little things, not the big things. And what happens is we open our mind up to success. How do we start to, is there any- Open our mind up, please. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> open our mind. What can we do right here for everybody listening via Zoom? Open us up, our minds. For a future or for the trauma past? Trauma past. Oh, trauma past, yeah. You need to start being kind to yourself, first of all. When's the last time you stood in the mirror and said, I love you 10 times? It's, it was, was stuck in the subconscious brain. When's the last time you took a day off and be kind to yourself? When's the last time you put, hey, you can't speak to me like that. I have boundaries today. Put some good, strong boundaries in. And the stuck in the subconscious brain is absolutely amazing. You know, start thanking people, smiling at people, and all of a sudden it'll free the mind up a little bit. Routine is absolutely 100% of this when you start treating this. So once you started treating, watch your internal dialogue. Oh, my goodness, the internal dialogue. Never, never, never say stuff to yourself that's damaging. Oh, I dropped a pen on the floor. You stupid idiot, Rob. No, 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 no. Subconscious brain, my self-sabotaging brain loves language like that. Because when that's going to come back into the prefrontal cortex, the the answer part of the brain, when I go for that job, that girl, that house, that, that car, is you stupid idiot. It's going to come back. So try talking to yourself real positive. I'm going to do this today. I've got my list. I've got five things on my list because it's what I do every day. And most of my, well, all of my patients and most of the guys I know, right? Five things today. It's nine o'clock in the morning. We're going to have this, 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 this. Okay. First one, make bed, check. Second one, I'm going to meet my friend, check. Then I'm going to go to check. If you do, if you do all five of them that day, you'll have it. You'll be have a changed personality the day after hmm. because you've just succeeded. Small successes in a row make big successes and change lives. And you have to remember, guys, that you are the one to change people. Not only yourself. Once you change yourself, it's amazing. Everybody wants leaders. Everybody wants people that can follow. Everybody needs a kind word. But you can't get there till you start being kind to yourself and practicing these things. Internal dialogue, watching your boundaries, be impeccable with your word, do everything you say you're going to do, and walk with confidence. You know, because I tell my patients this all the time. First session, if me and you could swap places for three minutes, all your problems would be over because you don't see what I see. And when people hear that, they go, what? Wow. Yeah. Nobody sees themselves as other people see. Otherwise, there would be no depression. There'd be no self-sabotage. There'd be no trauma. You're freaking amazing, you know? But we have to sort this stuff up. So all of them put together, make sure you see a great therapist or doctor, not just somebody who's uh, like your normal doctor you go to. No, no, don't even 
don't even make the appointment, waste of time. Somebody right. who specializes in uh, neuroscience, in, uh, in, in new science, in the human body, central nervous system, and trauma. Once you get there, these little things I just mentioned starts it off. And once you start to be successful, the good neuropathways, repetition, strength, and confirms again, will click in. And the idea is to click that on. on. So the so the other for those guys that are watching, this is this is amazing. But for those guys that are just listening, I'm sorry. But this is my trauma. This is my self-sabotage. And doing the things that we're told to do and working on your thing, working on your confidence and letting go and speaking and internal dialogue and that stuff, we get stuck on that. Now you see this, he's still here. The self-sabotage, I'm no good, is going to be still there. And when that comes out, as you go along, is the one person, the one thing you do wrong, the black spot on the piece of paper. So you don't have to do this. You can do this because you recognize this. The guy that said it was terrible, I recognize that. You know, I recognize that that's his problem. It's not my problem. Mm-hmm. What he wanted to do probably is get up on stage in front of all these people and do what I do, but he can't. So the only way out to bring somebody down is to, is to mimic them or put them down with a few words. And that's the hardest thing to do. So all the tools are there. It's just repetition, repetition, repetition. And that goes to the basal ganglia. It's our repetition part of the brain. Well, if you've been traumatized like hell, molested by the priest, left abandoned as a child, don't know where your next meal's coming from, dad was an alcoholic, that's your mechanism in the brain going round. That's all you will do. And hey, you'll get a, a moment of clarity where you stay sober or you go for that job and it'll be awesome. But you know something? You've got 95% of the brain working against you on this basal ganglia part of the brain. You need to chink into that and replace it with stuff that's amazing in your life and getting better every single day. And that's how success is for everybody. One of the reasons why I still do what I do today and do all these shows and work with people is I hate to, I hate to spoil this for everybody, but uh, I'm nothing special. I just understand trauma and I understand addiction and I'm nothing special. If you want to be a millionaire, go be a millionaire. If you, want to, if you don't like, if you're unhappy in your marriage, get another wife. But understanding trauma and understanding addiction, that's pretty special, right? It is, but everybody can learn that. You know, the the information is out there. It's not, it's not in your face out there because most, most talk bullshit about uh, trauma, but there are Peter Levine and all them guys out there that are doing the right thing. So you can self educate, but you start with, with, uh, with slow steps. You're not going to change your mind overnight. It really isn't. Right. The hypothalamus part is telling you to self sabotage. 5150 is a lifestyle. We believe in pushing yourself, finding your passion, knowing your dreams and working hard, and always striving to make those dreams your reality. We believe life is too short to sit back and say, what if? Go after it, grab it, and make it happen. Being 5150 is committing to that long, hard road. That road you know is going to be tough, but the most rewarding. That's living the madness. That's 5150. If you're living the 5150 lifestyle, then celebrate by rocking the goods. So listen up. There's a special deal for listeners of Knocking Doors Down. Go to 5150LTM.com and enter code KDD20 and receive 20% off your purchase. That's 51FIFTYLTM.com from all of the work you've done a a period i know you know normally rehabilitation 28 30 days sometimes they're 60 sometimes they're 90 but where you can actually have been able to track this kind of progress with people you've worked closely 100 so here's the crazy part again and we've got all the stats to prove this we've proven it just to uh, texas alone from day one there's a change hmm. when you come to our company so from day one, you see a change. They see a change. Now, it takes 90 days for all the chemicals to rebalance in the brain. Okay? But as in seeing results, day one. You, I mean, I get people today who see my therapist for three years. Why? Why? Well, I just tell her things. I, I, I can't even get my head around that. <laughs> it's like a thing's not changed from day one. Well, no, no. You know, you didn't get, you didn't get sick overnight, Rob. You won't bullshit. I don't believe that for a second. I can change everyone's neural pathways in five seconds, 10 seconds, 20 seconds. You know, easy thing to do. Hmm. Most people, you know, are not that confident. They don't. You've got it. It's a lonely place where I am. And it's always been a lonely place. Sure. 
Because people, uh, you know, I, I know a lot about trauma. I don't know anything else, guys. I can't, I can't fix a car. I can't paint the wall. I, I want to be really sure about this. I can't do my pool. I don't get. The, I don't. I don't do that. My head just, you know, give me some math. Pro- oh no, I can't do that. Car no, shits out for me too. Car. Right. <laughs> I know it. nothing like, about cars. <laughs> this is just me hitting my speciality, hitting my niche in life. And it becomes a lonely place because the people out there think, oh, I can't call him or, or I can't speak to him. The amount of times I've walked off stage with hundreds, if not thousands of people in this auditorium, not one person comes up and talks to me. Because most of them think he's, un- he's unapproachable, you know, and here's me dying thinking nobody loves me. So it becomes a lonely place. So what I then, when I was when I'm in this lonely place, is like I become adamant and I become loud and I'm in your face, but I'm not recovering quietly. And I want to, I want to, I want to bless somebody every time I leave the house. Every single day, I bless somebody, whether that be monetary. That's good for my mental health. It's good for my past trauma. It's to show what a great person I am. You know, everybody's great people, but we get stuck with this basal ganglia saying you're never going to be blonde enough, thin enough, tall enough, or rich enough. Because I'm always chasing. Do you know what, Janet? If we just get $200,000 in the checking account, I would not worry ever again. <laughs> well, listen, well, you know, when, when I said 200000 I know we've got that, but, you know, 250000 quarter of a million, I mean, if we got it, no, still. Yeah. Still. Because that's the brain, and you have to understand that brain, understand how to manage that brain with your mind. Ever heard the saying, I made my mind up to do it. That is so true. The energy inside, the mind tells the brain what to do. And the mind can get stimulated with the right words and the right actions around somebody. 95% communication, nonverbal. So what I do in front of somebody, you're going to copy. It's the mirroring part of the brain. And by the time you leave my office on the first day, we're right there. You feel 100 times better. You don't know why. That's the NLP side. But you feel absolutely amazing. And then we say crazy things like, and we stick to it. If you relapse, by the way, Johnny, whilst continuing to do our program, ever, we'll, relapse, we'll refund your money. That's a slap on the flipping brain. Yeah. How's that even possible? Because you're possible. Anything's possible. I mean, I take guys, I take guys that are normal guys that want to become a little bit wealthier for their family. Do you know what I do? I take him to the post dealership and I sit him in the Porsche. Then we go to the big million-dollar houses. We walk around them as if we're going to buy them. What I'm doing is priming the brain for success so that when he does buy that car, because he will when he comes to this company, he gets to the car in this brand-new showroom and he sees the car and the brain doesn't go, holy shit, what are you doing? The brain goes, oh, yeah, I recognize this place. Get back in the box. I recognize this place. It's pretty cool. You get in the car and you drive off. Success, success, success. There is no reason for failure once you know how to attack and once you understand how the universe works. The only person that's stopping you is you, 100% you. How do you, because I, I, I feel the same way you do where... I don't want them to stop talking. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, Keep I'm, going, this is therapeutic for me. I'm sorry to interrupt. Is your book on audio? Is your... Is it? No, no, I just, I've not got, I've not had time. It will be, it will be. I think uh, I'm going to go to sleep to that smooth, right? Every night I am going to put myself to sleep to that. Once it's on audio, please let me know. Yeah. I want a copy. <laughs> yeah, I will. But it's true. The more things you hear, the more times you hear this, yeah. the more they start to believe. If I told you a lie right now, right now, if I just told you a lie, you're either going to believe it or not. Yeah. If I tell you often enough, you're going to believe it. But guess what? If I told you real often enough, I'm going to start to believe it. Psychology 101. What we hear is what we become. What we see is how we feel. When you start on a somatic experience, somatic side of your body, you realize you have to be careful what you say. You have to be careful who you hang around with. You have to be careful that you have strong boundaries around people. And you need to believe that you can succeed in anything you want to do. And, and, you know, a few years ago, when I told people this, it'd go, they always say the same thing. Well, I can't be president of the United States. Well, I beg to differ. Forget political views. We had a business around the country. Don't tell me you can't do anything because you can. You, I mean, it's all there for you. You can. You're no different to them guys apart from one little thought pattern. That was he believed he could do it. And mm-hmm. you don't yet. 
Let's talk about the trauma brain and boundaries and developing them because so many of us with traumas, uh, they stripped away those, that sense of boundary, that sense of self and that um, it's just speaking from experiencing, looking outward for solutions for inside problems. Yeah. I, I, I drank. One of the reasons I drank is to feel the way you looked. I'm going to say that again real slowly. I drank to feel the way you looked. Because other people always looked amazing to me. Other people always looked like they've got the shit together to me. I was mm. drinking to fill my void of I wanted to be normal like you because you look so great. So what happens then is it becomes people pleasing. Yeah. And now boundaries are shot then. What you have to remember, guys, is two things. Yes or no is a full enough answer. Mm-hmm. But we want to explain ourselves, especially alcoholics and addicts. Hey, look, no, 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 I can't go. But let me tell you why I can't go. Because like dog, she has this dog and I have to go and walk the, and the cat. Stop it already. No. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Simple as I that. Asked Jason, I asked Jason what time it is. Well, you know, the funny thing about clocks is they were invented. Like, oh, my gosh, what fucking time yeah. is it? Yeah. That's the same with my wife. I'll ask her a simple question. She's a detailed person. So I. Oh, yeah. I ask her, what, what's my 10 o'clock? Well, the, the guy that from all, what's my fucking 10 o'clock? <laughs> we laugh. We laugh when we say, but he's like, I don't need to know the background. Oh, what it's with love. Yeah, you know, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm a bullet point straight to the point yes. type of person. I like yeah, it. Just I, give I me a straight answer. Staff meetings. Mm. Staff meetings are just like, well, you know, Johnny's doing, you know, well, actually, he went to have his haircut last night. I don't even fuck what he went to do last night. Is he going <laughs> to die or not? I don't give a shit if you got a fade, me. a butch, whatever kind of haircut. I don't fucking care. Is he okay? <laughs> so true, man. Oh, so true. gosh. Uh, what time is it, Jason? Uh, I'm just kidding. Well, New York is that <laughs> right? Funny thing about New York. Uh, <laughs> if we were in Rob's home country, we would be eight hours ahead of this recording, and uh, yeah. uh, he's two hours time difference. So, uh, kiss my ass, Mikey. Uh, <laughs> uh, funny thing about butts. Uh, <laughs> funny thing about asses. <laughs> uh, so, yes or no? Simple enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, listen, once you get into a state of mind that you believe you can change and you want to change and get rid of that trauma, you have to start looking at how you react to people, you know, and stay calm and speak slowly and speak with authority and, and don't put up uh, the easy way to say don't put any bullshit, but you have to break that down a bit. If you've got more than three to five friends in your inner circle, you're doing something wrong there, guys. You know, if you've got 20, 30, 100 people in your circle, you have two people there who's been pushed out by the rest who are not supposed to be in the inner circle. 99% of people, no. I have two friends. They're in my inner circle. Mm. Everyone else, there's boundaries. There's boundaries for the guys in, but I'm saying that there's stronger boundaries for out. So sure. we've got nothing to prove to anybody from today if you listen to this. Nothing to prove. And you'll find out when you start doing this, first of all, you find out who your friends are, okay? Those, those people that want a big explanation why you can't go to the cinema with the other guys, <clears throat> You don't need to be near them, guys. Friends will love you for who you are. Family will love you who you are. And if you want to change, you've got to start setting these strong boundaries with people, you know? Mm-hmm. And if it's like, and the way I learned this is one day me and my friend, he, he said something that I didn't like, you know? It was about, he thought it was being funny. It was about English people, you know? You, you fucking English people, blah, blah, blah. And you threw our tea into the water and whatever it was, it was just like funny, but he's kind of stepped over the mark. And he said something about the queen I'm American through and through, but there's no need for that. So I said to him, hey, that kind of upset me a little bit. And he said, geez, Rob, I'm so sorry. I mean, but can I tell you something? He said, you never set that boundary. You never told me about that. So when I step over it, I don't know where the line is, and you're pissed at me. So can we get some boundaries around that? And I'm like, oh, my God, that's so true. So if I'm not setting my boundaries out for everybody around me and they step over it, why am I pissed at them? Right. Because they're my boundaries. You can't do this to me. Guy, a couple of months ago, uh, he asked for money. I said, no, we're not, we're not going to give you more money because you went on the bender last time. So we're not going to. So what he did is he went to my wife behind my back. That's a boundary for me. Yeah. You know, you don't do that. I mean, gentlemen's agreements say you don't fucking do that. So that's even by the by. But, you, you know, there's a boundary. So, you know, we had to, we had to set boundaries with him. That, that's a no-no as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's very shitty to do. Uh, I know, but, but these people do it, you know? It's funny that I, I didn't think of this till we started talking about this. Um, I had someone the other day that uh, 
kind of in a state of self-loathing. Yes, they are going through depression and, and, and they have my empathy there, but not actively doing anything about it. And then they uh, go, can I have a hug? And I went, no. And they went, well, you used to always. And I said, yeah, I don't anymore. So for me, it's a boundary. The answer is no. Don't on me like, shit, I have grown some. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Once you start doing stuff like that, how your life becomes better. Because everybody wants something for you. Everybody wants to please another human being. It's like enough already. If I'm going to grow, I've got nothing to prove to you today. You know, if I don't want to go anywhere, I'll just tell you, no, thank you. No, but thank you. And that's it. You don't, you're not going to give you an explanation. Yeah. You know, just the way it is. And you'll respect me more and I'll respect you more. But everybody wants to people please today. It's crazy. Well, and I, I, I tell me if I, I, like you did, you had a friend that he made amends when you made it clear that it was a boundary, but maybe people that are do suffer with trauma is that process. Of course, I'm a 12 step guy. I'm big on amends. I've had to make it rate lately because I was subconsciously living and let my bullshit fly because I didn't say no or, you know, not even no, but no, thank you. How big is that too? a part of dealing with traumas, growth and, and setting new neural pathways? It's huge. I mean, they, all these are driving forces behind, behind neuroplasticity. You know, you've got to change. You've got to change the way you think. You know, you've got to change the way the, the, the brain and the mind reacts to certain situations because what we're going to do all the time is go get back in the box. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll go. I'll, yeah. I mean, I've got, but yeah, yeah, I can make it. I can make it. You know, you're never going to be successful with thinking like that. All leaders tell you no. Oh, yes. Yes, that'd be awesome. Thank you. You know, I always thank people. Or oh, no, it won't. And, and you become, <clears throat> you be, the mind sort of traces that and then the brain reacts to that. As in, you know, you're not just going to run around like a headless chicken trying to please people because you can't do that. Yeah. Where in my industry, there's always one or two people who want to take a dig at me and that's fine. You carry on doing that, but it's to be expected. The rest know where I stand, know what I'm all about and we don't mess around. You know, this is me. I have, I have great boundaries and I also have a great spiritual path and also give you the shit off my back. But you see that, that boundary, like either invisible line, if you don't know, or normal, you step over that and the gloves are off because I've warned you about that and we don't, we don't play that shit here. And the more mature you get as a person, the more that will come into fruition as you go through life and the more people will, will, uh, will respect you because we all like to be respected and we all like to do good in life. But there's just so much more you can do when it comes to success. If you want to be a, the best sweeper of the roads, go do it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to become a CEO, go do it. You know, I always go back when I'm explaining this to quantum physics which most of you know listening out there, it's a proof science. You can write, it's true. So nothing's really solid. So you look at a basketball court, I can be 25 places at the same time on that court. Well, where do I want to be? Well, selfishly enough, I want to be over near the goal. I want to get the ball, bang it in the net, and be the hero of the game. How'd you get there? There's 25 people. I walk over and I take that position. I don't beg for it. I don't people please, but I walk over and I take that position because I've already seen myself there. Already seen myself. Once you can visualize something in your life, you can actually hold it in your hand. The universe and quantum physics will tell you that. You see, people don't believe that or they don't try it or the dream is too big. It's like no dream is too big. Whether you're a God person, a universe, whatever it is, nothing's too big because if you're doing the right thing, ask for shit. That's what I did. God, give me a platform, 18 million people for the last show I did. 18 million people. That's a fucking platform. I'll be wild. Yeah, it tells me in the big book that I can't ask for selfish people. No, who's asking for selfish shit? Selfish shit would be an island with 20 girls half my age, all the drugs and alcohol. That'd be selfish. Mm-hmm. What I'm doing is reaching people. What you're doing is reaching people. What other people are doing are reaching people and helping people. It's when you get start getting this shit. You start being successful and you look down on the others and go, well, yeah, I used to be there, but it's nothing I can do for you now. You watch how much that shit disappears. This is a constant blessing of other people, a constant belief, internal dialogue. I'm amazing. I can do this. I love you. I'm phenomenal. These are the new neural pathways that will go with you time and time and time again. And with the work, the old ones will go out. Don't tell me you can't be successful in 2022. You have everything at your fingertips. 
with the internet and everything else, all the apps, every, don't tell me you can't succeed in anything that you don't want to do because I don't want to hear it. It's an excuse. Give me one reason why you can't be successful. Well, it's big. that's an excuse. Well, yeah. that's an excuse. Give me one reason why you can't be a millionaire in 12 months. Well, that's an excuse. They're all excuses. Give me a reason you can't come up with one. Oh, I haven't got a reason. Good. Well, fucking make it happen then. Mm-hmm. End of story. Being, becoming a millionaire is easy. It's keeping fucking of sane mind while you're there is hard. It's living life on life's terms. It, it's carrying on. You know, money doesn't change people. It enhances what they are. So if you're a dickhead where you didn't have any money, you're going to be a dickhead where you're a millionaire. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change you. It just enhances. So if you're a kind person from the heart and I was giving back like us, $200,000 last year, for instance, we give back to communities around the world, especially in England and the US of A, of course, um, then these are the things you must continue to do. That's why there's over 130 must words in the, in the, in the 164. Mm. You know, there's 400, uh, 351 God words. It's over 100 promises. All this stuff is, is meant. And, and I've got to tell you, in all the addiction work I've done, in all the colleges, 26 years, I think, of college, universities, and schools I've attended, uh, 18 of them was purely for addiction neuroscience. One of the best pieces of literature I've ever read pertaining to the alcoholic recovery is the first 164. And when I will, even the, the guys who have 12 step meetings know what I'm talking about because they, oh, the answers are in there. But it's the way you read it and the way you understand it, just like life and being successful. Step one. And I quote from the early days that we admitted we were. We were. I'm not powerless over that. In fact, the book says I have a defense against the first drink. So just taking that reading and going, holy shit. Oh my God, it's a past tense word. And you look at what you're trying to create today. It's like, do you really know what's going on? Have you cleared your trauma? Do you know what success is all about? What does success look like for you? A success might be just a, a great father for once in your fucking life. That's awesome. Let's go and do it. Let's set out a plan to make sure that happens with milestones and, and, and KPIs and make sure in three weeks' time that we're there. This isn't a yearly deal. This is an overnight deal to set these things going. You know, be your own influencer in life. Don't look to anybody else to influence you. Everybody has a niche. I found mine. I'm so lucky and blessed that I found mine from my, from my trauma and my alcoholism days and homelessness. That was my greatest asset today. That's like a semester at Harvard. So you learn from your past. Get rid of stuff you couldn't help. The molestation, the beating, whatever it is. Because we shut our brain off and that causes the trauma in the subconscious brain. You clear all that stuff up. You step through the archway to become that free man you, they talk about. And you, people in my position, people of my mindset, sorry, we don't build companies. We build fucking empires. End of story. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. It's easy to, be, to, to get what you want, man. And I mean the right way. But you just have to convince yourself. Once you do that, nothing's going to stop you. Dr. Rob, something, um, and man, I, I feel bad because I've been, I put in my calendar so many times. You guys do a <laughs> Sunday meditation that you offer to anyone. Uh, via yes. Zoom. I've been doing some meditation. Mikey still kind of struggles with it a little bit. Can you kind of talk us through the importance of meditation and that process in, in working with the trauma brain, finding success after the trauma? Yeah, so one of, one of the, uh, obviously, tools is, is the meditation thing that we do. In, in the meditation, in a blissful state, in the state that some people can go to, at first we can't, because my mind's all over the place when I first started. You get into that peaceful situation. We've taken, we, not us personally, we as a, as, a, as a medical fraternity have taken brainwaves, and meditation state is a bit like the first couple of minutes as you die your body starts to slow right down because the brain and the head still works three minutes after you're dead. There's, st- there's still electricity uh, showing. So you can get to that state where every bone in your body is relaxed. The central nervous system is relaxed. The breathing, very important in life. Nobody ever takes a breath properly. <sighs> That's a full breath filling up the lungs. We only fill 10 to 20% of our lungs every single day when we breathe. It's like, Tests have been shown on smokers when you take the first drag and go, oh, I needed that. No, what well, 90% of that was the air that you just took into your lungs that made you feel a bit better. So that meditated state 
re-energizes the body, calms everything down, and clears thought patterns. And when you're in that relaxing state, the body in that short time can start to repair. And the badness, depending on what you are, you let go of that badness and you breathe in goodness. And you drop that blood pressure, you drop that heart rate, and you drop that central nervous system because most central nervous systems in today's world is wired on go. Got to get my coffee, got to have a Red Bull, got to get to work, got to it, whatever it is, got to do the shopping for the wife. It's like, stop, stop, pause, man, sit down, chill out. Close your eyes, get into some guided meditation. And this hasn't been proven. Well, it might have been proven. I don't know. I haven't come across it. But I bet you live longer when you meditate daily. Mm. I would bet my life or my, all the money I have on my business or my wife. No, I'm sorry, not my wife. I would bet all this on that. <laughs> it would be makes, makes sense, though. Less stress. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Longer with less stress because stress yeah. will literally kill you. Every yeah. disease, is, is, you can take back to stress of some sort. <clears throat> Cancer, heart disease, blood pressure. Yeah, You know, uh, all gets down to stress. So for that 10, 20 minutes while you're in this meditative state, you're not only, not only in that state was blissful, you can clear mind and relax the central nervous system, but you are extending your lifespan. Mm-hmm. How fucking cool is that? <laughs> you know, I'm just going to do 10 minutes now with a couple of friends meditating and I'm going to put three months on top of my life. So yeah, it's a huge tool. Should be, and it's not taking, you know, yeah, I do meditation. Yeah, yeah. It's like when you get up in the morning, what's the first thing you do? Uh, breathe. You know you're doing it? No. Meditation should be like that. Mm. And prayer, if you're into that. It's just it's getting to know yourself, your inner self, and the belief system of your inner self and your mind that tells the brain what to do. And that, and that central you know, gathering of that information while you're in that state is, is vital to success without a doubt. Do you have any tips for um, one of the things I've been working on writing out my values through, through, through my addiction and through really life in general, I never really took a look at values. Is there anything that you do with any work or things that you can lend maybe to people when they start to define that? Because for me, the importance of it was who I am and who I am not going to have in my life that, that tied into boundaries. So for, for oneself, this, this is what I have to tell my patients to do. So, again, it, it's really hard to uh, value your values personally. I can't do it. So I, I did and tell my patients to do. <clears throat> you go to three of your close, uh, closest friends and ask them, uh, what value do you see in me? What's, what's the value you individual people see to me? Because when it comes back from another human being, we believe it more. So it's a bit like the wife or girlfriend. Um, you know, you need to do this. You need to see a doctor. You need to da 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 da. Never don't do it. Da da da. Don't do it. Somebody else goes, Rob. I think you need to see a doctor. I'll phone now. It's like the people that are real close to us, almost self. We don't listen to. But for your closest friends around you, ask them, what what value do I bring to this 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 group, this friendship? Can you name three values that I bring, or three things that you see in me that that you think are amazing? Once they write them down on paper, there's something magical between the brain, the forearm, the hand, and the pen and the paper. It goes back generations um, from biblical days. Uh, Something happens. And when you see that in writing, it's so amazing. Mm. It really is. And then you can add values to that. You can't, it's very hard to add a bad value without knowing you have a value. So it's a bit like getting a job without a job. You know, it's that kind of mindset. If you've got a job, it's easy to get a job because you have the mindset. People go, well, it's just easy. Why? I ask them why all the time. Why? You dress different? No. You're more confident? Uh, not really, no. It's the mindset that you're already self-sufficient. You already can run on yourself in a position where you don't really need this job. Might be a little bit more money. Whereas if you're desperate, once you get into that desperate state, things usually go wrong. You know, Because the mindset will tell you you're not good enough. And, and, the, and the eagerness to get there, the people-pleasing will show. And them guys get rejected out of life. So the, the meditation, the value of one's worth is very important. But you can't tell yourself this. I can't go into a guided meditation on my own. I've got to have somebody else or a tape to do it. I don't know my value of me. What, what's my values? Well, I don't know. To start when I was first doing this, I don't know. My values are, I mean, I know that I don't want this and I want that. But how do other people see my values? And once they 
start to tell you two, 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 two values. Give me two for three people. Then I can start to assess what I want in life. What other people see in me, what, how they visualize me. And that gives me the confidence to set these boundaries out of what I want in my life and what I don't want in my life. Because many people think I mix with, just because I work with uh, the A-listers, that I mix with them. No, I don't. That's not where my value lies. My value doesn't lie in someone else's success. <laughs> Although I will do everything. And there's only a few of us that do this. You know, They say they do, but it's very hard. You know, I will do everything I can do to make you successful, just like me, or as successful, or more successful and richer than I am, because that's what it's about. This is not a selfish thing. I don't, oh, this guy's a lead guitarist from such and such drink. To be honest with you, I don't give a shit. Yeah. When Eddie Van Halen came to us and it's open, it, you know, he said, I could tell you this. Well, maybe when I first saw him 16 years ago, I think it was. When I, when I first met him, I had no idea who he was. Because hmm. I didn't want to know. Oh, this guy is, yeah, I don't want to know about that. He's, he's a lead player in a, in a band. So fucking what? I'm a bass player. There's no difference. You know, because that's that's how I that's one of my values is I don't feed off your success. I feed off my own success. Mm. And he said to me when I first met him, uh, Dr. Robin, I said, yeah. He said, I'm Eddie. I said, oh, good to meet you, buddy. He said, shouldn't this be the other way around that you're recognizing me from the first thing he said to me? Mm. And I said, well, I guess so. But, you know, you came to me at the end of the day. So yeah. that was one of my values is I am worth every single cell in my bone. It's worth today. It's worth for me. I've, my values are, are pretty high, high standard today. The only downfall I have is with work is I expect everybody to be as, as hardworking, um, you know, right on the button every single time. Most people are not because it's not their company. It's not their lifestyle. I don't suffer fools. That's one of my values is I don't suffer fools. You know, if I do this, this, I expect you to do the same. It's like, if you want to look at one of your values, stop texting people. See how many people text you first. That's a great one. So you've got 50 friends on your list. See how many people text you first over a week. I'd be surprised if more than three do. Yeah, you nailed it. Uh, yeah, that's crazy, I'm isn't it? Well, that's, that's the stuff we fall into and we think, oh, well, it's just, you know, got to be liked, got to be, you know. Get, if, you go to, if you go to bed at nighttime and the last thing you look at is Facebook, you know, and the, and the first thing you do in the morning is look at Facebook, you're not making a decision about that day. You're distorting your brain straight away by going, oh, my God, she said this, and oh, my God, I've not got 100 likes. And You're setting out the day for failure. Who gives a shit what people think about you? Who gives a shit how many likes? Unless you're making a living out of it. Right. You know, who cares? They don't like your point of view. That's fine. You know, there's billions of points of views. Take one. Beautiful. Go run with that. But for me, it's working. Yes, sir. I would say so. Uh, Mike, you got any more questions for the doc? No, I just want to hear him talk again. <laughs> <laughs> I just, this is like so therapeutic for me. You, I know I've said this last time and I'll say it a million other times, but this, I just, I get just lost. Like everything you're saying, I'm like, fuck, you're right. Yeah. You're right. yeah. <laughs> I know. I just needed I, to hear it. Uh, yeah. And I was the same when I first, you know, came around is uh, getting sober and stuff and learned about this is every time this, this mentor uh, said something to me, I'd like, shit, that makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. I didn't even have to believe him. It's just like, wow, that makes sense. I'm going to try that. Mm -hmm. You know, and I tried and it worked. It's like, these are simple. Why, why am I living in this hell? These are simple things, you know? Little things like when, when somebody's talking down to you or, you know, trying to tell you off, stare at the forehead. Don't stare at the eyes. Stare at the forehead. Within seconds, he'll start to lower his tone. Then he'll, he will feel belittled. I'm telling you, try it out the next time someone tries to talk down to you or tell you, I've just constant look at the forehead, nothing else, just mm -hmm. stare at the forehead while he's talking. And his thing will come right down. It's all crazy stuff like that. Remember, 95% of communication is nonverbal. Hmm. I didn't know that. So when I start doing that, you know, it's like if I want you to say yes, and this is an old sales trick, this is what I'm doing. I go, hey, you want to come on my show? Or, either no, you don't want to come, or yes, right? You're going to go for the yes, right? And my voice has changed. And it's gone up and it's very inviting when I do this rather than if I go, no, that's a sad tone. But if I go, listen, you can either come on or you don't have to come on. But if you want to come on, you know, it's all these tricks and things you learn about the human body and the way we perceive ourselves and the way we react, the mirroring part of the brain, the way we react to each other. You can get anybody to say yes or no. Mm. It's really simple. All, the, all these tricks make each and every one of us a, a real 
it, happiness is what it's all about. Are you content with life? Well, not really. Well, really, not really means fucking no. So you're not. Well, change it. Look in the areas that you're lacking in. Well, I want a girlfriend, but no, sir. Get a fucking girlfriend. Yeah, but I'm too fat. Go on a fucking diet if you want. I don't care. Go and get a girlfriend. It's not rocket science. You know, you're amazing. You have all this energy. You've got a million dollar mind. What the fuck are you doing at home moaning about it? There's loads of girls out there who would date you. Go out and do it. With that mindset, you're going to go out and you're going to get yourself a girlfriend. But nobody says stuff today. Nobody says stuff to each other. It's like I'm walking past, a couple of years ago, I'm walking past my kitchen in the home, in the work, and I hear two nurses, one new one, one old one. And the new one says, oh, my God, did you see what Dr. Rob just did? That guy came in, he was suicidal. When he went an hour later, he was skipping and waving to us. That Dr. Rob's amazing. The old nurse said, yeah, have you told him that? <laughs> no, I've not told him. I mean, he already knows. I mean, he knows, but I, I would dare tell him. I don't know. I only know when you tell me. Right. I only know I'm any good when you tell me and my patients get well. Tell people, it'll improve your lifestyle, buddy, but tell people, hey, you're amazing at what you do, man. Thank you for saving lives. Like, I saved lives? Millions. I don't know about millions. Ever heard of the ripple effect? Mm -hmm. We infect millions of people with one decision, with one kind word, with one podcast. It doesn't make any difference. People don't believe it's that easy. It's that fucking easy, guys. And your life will take off like you've never seen before. Within, within the era of, of amazing things that anybody, there's people sat at home for three hours on a computer making billions a year. Don't yeah. tell me you can't do that. You want a job paying 200 grand a year? Stop it. That's not even big money. Go out and get yourself a job. Get yourself a plan. Get a daily routine. Go out and take that job. You have to visualize first. Go out and take it. I want a sponsor for the show? Go find one. There's hundreds and thousands of people out there who are dying to give people money for stuff that we do, both of us. You know? There's, there's so many people out there. And yet, and I'm not talking about used to you guys, and yet what we do is you come out a little, a little stumble and we go, oh, the brain goes, oh, what did yeah. I tell you? You just won't last. What the fuck do we do here? I mean, bullshit. As a self-sabotaging part of the brain trying to attack. It's not true. It's not true. Never is true. You know, what you guys do is mind-blowing. You know, I, I, I've been pestering Courtney for a month to get back on this show. It's like, I fucking love these guys. I've been on all these crazy fucking billion people following. They're great. They are great. But when you meet someone like you two guys on this, you, asked, you can call Janet right now. When I got my day last night, the first thing I said, all the day's full, I went, oh, my God, I'm knocking down doors. Oh, my God, I love you. <laughs> That's what it's all about. I don't get excited about nothing, but I got excited about this. You didn't know that until I told you. So all of a sudden, your confidence has gone a little bit higher because this crazy English guy was looking forward to your show. You may take for granted. I don't know. What you guys do is essential. It's not even like, well, if you want to do it, it's fucking essential. You changed my life in an hour of talking to you guys last time I was on. You changed the way I lived. You changed the way I thought. You changed a, a lot of things about me, both of you. But we don't tell each other that, you know? And when we do, crazy things happen. Well, Dr. Rob, I, I, I'm going to speak for myself, maybe for Mikey. I know that uh, our, our last talk, we I've revisited multiple times. And then, of course, you know. <laughs> talking with you not only on social media but uh, you know being able to shoot you a text and just telling you hey have a good day doc appreciate you you know beautiful those, i love them thanks texts. mean a lot and you know the crazy part as well when you send them texts it's the right time that i need to read them texts huh. it's the craziest thing you know it really is a crazy many times it happens to me but yeah it's beautiful man absolutely thank you for everything you guys do yeah thank you thank you dr rob I, I don't know. Should we do any fun random questions or will we just it's not the time. Give us a couple. Give us a couple. <laughs> All right. It's very quick. All right. All right. So I have to edit this down to 40 minutes or something, but oh, fuck it. We'll put it out there. It's too fun. Of course, I love seeing all the photos you post, uh, you know, jamming out or jamming with people. What are some of those fun people that you've been able to uh, get up there, slap the bass or guitar or whatever that, that maybe we didn't talk about? Well, we talked about Elton John, David Barry Queen. We talked about all them guys last time I was on, I think. Yeah. Um, just, I'd, I'd like, I've got a, a latest photo I'm going to post. I was in a music shop and this guy comes in. I'm looking at guitars and he is as well. And he's a lead player and I'm a bass player. And all of a sudden we got these two guitars up and then, uh, we started playing. And it was just, 
it was phenomenal. It was just like we just gelled and we shook hands and swapped each other's phone number and names. And then when I got back in the car, I thought, I'll just check this guy. He's probably a businessman. He was a lead guitarist from Blondie. Oh, no, yeah. no way. Yeah, Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> it's people like that that I love. Just to, just to, you know, that when you get that music thing going, there's only one musician on the stand, like, you get a connection. Yeah. Now, and that's the beautiful thing about music. You know, it's a universal language. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I asked this question last time and your response was Hitler, but I want to ask the same question. (laughs) Who else besides him would you would like to have dinner with anybody in the world dead or alive? So anybody listened to the show for the first time and not the last show, I want to tell you why Hitler real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Explain that. He changed people's minds. That's all. What he did was horrible. I don't believe in him. I think it's a piece of shit. But his mindset was phenomenal. I just want to say that. Right, right. Who who else would would I like? I think, to be honest with you, today, if I'm looking around to see who it would be, it would be Trump, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And again, I have no political views whatsoever. I don't give a shit. I hate the way people are dividing the country. But the mindset. The playing of the games, the nicknames for other politicians live on TV. Genius. Because right. as soon as you come out with the little whatever it is, and you know, Johnny this and Lion Ted, they were done. <laughs> From the first time on, they were done. Yeah. And, and I said to my wife, they're done. I said, no way, he's got like a 1% chance. They're done. That's how clever that guy was at mind games. So yeah, it would definitely be him. Nice. Yeah, I'll be damned. Um, so, uh, one of the things I love seeing is you've taken um, really just activated into your health, especially your physical health. I'm loving seeing it looking good, you know, slimming down. The The guns are coming back out, you know, 22s. What twos, uh, baby. <laughs> what maybe advice can you kind of lend to people that, that you know, because it's such a huge part of our mental health. And I still struggle getting that going that you can kind of lend for Advice on that, taking taking onus on your physical health. Well, do not diet, whatever you do. You know, diet plans do not work, obviously. Um, eat healthily, one meal. Eat, you know, instead of having fries at lunchtime, have a salad, that's all. Mm. Instead of having a bottle of chocolate at night, uh, take a pear, that's all. And then the rest of the day, do whatever you want. And then next week, take it to two days where you try and eat sensible. Maybe two meals Monday, two meals Tuesday, you're going to eat sensible. That's what I did, mm. you know, and uh, it's just – sugar-free as well your mind is absolutely becomes clear and part but i did it for one reason you know i used to be a bodybuilder when i stopped bodybuilding some 25 years ago uh, i started to put on weight and i got to 310 pounds and although i had kind of muscle underneath it was covered by this horrible layer of fat my stomach was 44 inch waist you know 310 315 pounds and i said to myself by the time i get to 60 if I was still the same and I want a drastic change. And, and that's what I did. I made my mind up to take certain uh, changes and lifestyle change. Uh, I didn't go, I want to diet tomorrow. No, I made lifetime changes. And the, and the more you get into it and the more people compliment you and the more, the, your mind gets clear and you realize the time's now. You'll know when the time's right, guys. I'm telling you, that's another craziest thing. I'm going to go diet Monday on the 1st of January. Stop setting yourself up for failure. One meal at a time. Just eat you know, get up in the morning, have bacon, eggs, and great. Lunchtime, start having fries, have a salad. Nighttime, have steak and chips and just one meal at a time change. That's how it works. That's what I'll tell people too. I'm like, literally, because not everybody asks me for my, but the people that I do talk to about it, I'm just like, just cut out soda. Eat, yes. eat what you're continuing to eat. You know, do what you do. Just cut out soda. And then after that, okay, um, cut out the fries. Everything, everything. Eat a burger. Do what you want. Just cut out the fries. And, you know, that's just like you said, as far as you do it, do a salad. Yeah. The body and the central nervous system and brain hates changes to start Mm -hmm. with. So why would you go into big change? Okay, I'm only going to have like 100 calories today. It's not going to last. Our nutritionist is a great believer in you can eat McDonald's every single day and lose weight. You just have to watch your calorie count. You know, so you can't be five times a day. But if you want to stay under 2,000 calories, there's food you can eat that you can stay below. So she's a great. And I saw a nutritionist on TV once, and this was amazing. He had, he had two plate, he had, he had three plates of food, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And he had his food on everyone. He did, he did not change any food. What he did is he swapped the food around from the, from the different times they were eating it. And you lost weight over it. 
So again, not the diet, that's it, salads from now on. No, make, make a change. The, the stock that, uh, soda, huge. I've heard somebody do that. There's a guy, lost 30 pounds by stopping soda. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. But you look what's in soda, there's like six teaspoonfuls of sugar, you know, and the, and the, the sandwich you have, or the, 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 the uh, salad you have at, uh, in some with the dressing is more calories than the hamburger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's crazy too. Like I, I stopped doing cardio and I lifted more and ate more protein and I cut out cardio completely <laughs> and my waist size is smaller. Now uh-huh. I'm lifting heavier and it's just like, damn, no. who would have thought crazy. fucking cardio. I hated it anyways. So yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. And for our, our, we do have sober curious listeners. Uh, yeah, continue to uh, limit or totally cut out the alcohol altogether. Not only are you going to yeah. think clear sleep better, but uh, guess what? You're going to lose weight too. Because what do you think yeah. alcohol is in addition to poison? It's fucking sugar. Exactly. Exactly. Little changes. That's all it matters. Little changes. Uh, well, Dr. Rob, as if you didn't drop enough uh, uh, information uh, and inspiration on us, um, any words you want to leave people with? That guys, if, if, if you sat at home, you know, not thinking you're good enough, I want to apologize because somebody's put that there, you know, just see life for what it is. Listen to podcasts like this, you know, knocking doors down is, is just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, when you knock the doors down, everything's, everything's there to be had. And just, just believe you can do anything. Change your lifestyle today. Whenever you listen to this, change your lifestyle. Don't care what it is. Just change it a little tiny bit, whatever it is. Just change that mindset as you go along. And you'll become successful. And again, what does success look like for you? Success at one time, me, was to see my kids once a week. So, yeah, just believe in yourself, guys. Everybody else does, by the way. You know, if we could swap places for two minutes, all your fucking problems would be over. Believe me, they'd be over because we don't see ourselves. So believe in yourself. People like you. People love you. Just love your fucking self. Everyone loves your life, by the way, apart from you. Hey, Dr. Rob, we appreciate you. Thank you. Thank real you quick, so much, guys. Real quick. Yes, sir. Jason usually asks me, you fucked it up. <laughs> he usually asks me uh, one thing at the end, and I say, no, I'm going home. But I just wanted to say real quick, thank you. Thank you for your time. You're amazing at what you do. I look forward to our talks, and you're, you're, you're great. Thank you for being thank you. you. We appreciate thank it. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. All right, Mikey, anything else? That's, that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you did. Thank you, man. Thank you. Anything else? No, I'm going home. (laughs) All right. (laughs) On that note, keep knocking doors down.